welcome back to a brand new episode of Class of 2020, the podcast. I'm Harriet, your host for the series. We know that times are tough and lockdowns have become relentless. Coronavirus has affected all sectors of the jobs market and left many of us applying for job after job and getting nowhere. There's no easy fix, but Class of 2020 is here to support you through it. We've partnered up with leading organisations to give you free access to our e-learning community platform, where you can boost your confidence, learn new skills and become more employable. But that's not all. In this series of the Class of 2020 podcast, we chat to some amazing professionals from all kinds of sectors to ask them the questions that you want to know the answers to. Today we're joined by photographer Kat Holland, who's chatting to us about what it's been like to be a photographer in the pandemic as well as offering some advice to those of us wanting to start a creative career. Hello everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Class of 2020 podcast. I'm joined by Kat today who will be talking to us about a career in photography. Hi Kat, I'll let you introduce yourself Hi Harriet, thank you so much for having me on. So I'm a photographer specialising in still life, touching in on beauty and food and drinks as well. Amazing. Okay, so my first question for you, nice and easy. Um, how did you decide that you wanted to go into photography? What inspired you to start that career? Mm, it was actually never a decision. I, um, When I was around 1920, I did a course it's kind of like a gap year in Norway where you live in a school and study a hobby for a year and trying something new and so one of the courses that I did apply for was uh, photography and it was really random on why but the location was this tiny um, town in the fjords and the nature was amazing I was like okay I'm gonna do it so that's how I got into it and we started out in the dark room that's how we did photography um and um I, I like doing it and I spoke to my teacher and she's like I think you got something you know if you're thinking of studying um so yeah I applied for some schools and I got into all of them and I chose uh, this one in Oslo so yeah it, it um, was kind of random <laughs> no that's cool so did you were you always a creative person or was this kind of the first thing that you tried that was a bit different mm, I've always been creative even from as a child like always um drawing and painting doing things like that but not so much like I haven't actively gone into into the making it's just been like a little side thing oh, that's really cool so where do you go from there then you learn this new skill you love it you feel like you have something there that you can work with and you can get really good at this do you then decide kind of what type of photography you want to go into or I know you mentioned you studied it so do you kind of study everything and then narrow it down how did you kind of get yeah, to where so you are the school that I went to it's two years and it's very practical and so in the first year we have a lot of portfolio reviews and very um close following from our teachers that is actually working photographers um, as well. 
it's quite general in the first year to, you know, learning basics and learning, yeah, just all the basics. And then the second year, you either specializing in commercial work or in documentary. And then I went into the commercial side of it. Cool. So would you say that like studying it, kind of going to school to study it would be the best way into photography if people are listening and they want to start a career in photography or in a creative industry or would you say there are other options out there as well Mm, there's definitely other options I think it depends it could be really good either way for me it was really good I because I didn't have any background from it at all from before and obviously I was in the school where I have a lot of equipment and studios we got to try out a lot of things and you know all my classmates so it was only photography at the school at this time and so it was a very close bond that we all had which was really amazing and you know you can go into school even you know at midnight on a Saturday it would be someone there doing doing something so the environment of it was really amazing This is now, you know, I graduated in 2011. So this is a long time ago. And I don't think necessarily people do need to go to school to learn it because when I've been assisting after graduating, that's when I've really learned the most. So like I have all the basics in, you know, learning Photoshop and lighting and stuff, but it's really when I've been assisting, seeing how, the photographers that I'm working with, how they're dealing with clients, how they're dealing with requests, how they're dealing with difficult situations and how just to see how different people would use lighting, for example, um, which is incredibly valuable. So that's really interesting too, actually, because I always imagine photography to be quite um, almost a lonely career for want of a better word, although like you seem like you're on your own working, doing your own thing. Is it like that or is it more collaborative? Super lonely, actually. <laughs> it is, you know, it is a bit lonely. And I think everybody that I that I know that are photographers, it's, it, you know, we do work together. You know, you have set designers and prop stylists, food stylists, makeup artists, models. You know, you have all the different roles. But when it comes to it, it is, it can be quite lonely and if you don't know anyone that is a photographer as well and you don't have anyone to ask for advice when it comes to um, money for a job or usages or, or like anything like that, like it can be. And, you know, I'm, I'm working from home at the moment as, you know, most people. And, but even when I did have a studio, it's, it's really nice. You have that bit of social thing, but still you're still just on your own and do you like that does that work for you or was that kind of a shock when you started no I love it I love love working in teams and I think that's why I really went into the still life route I do really much enjoy collaborating with people and working together in teams and bouncing off ideas with each other and kind of just bringing you know several brains together and create something really nice and I really enjoy that but then again, I have this other side of me that, you know, I enjoy my time alone and I don't particularly mind it. So, you know, it's, it's a good mix. 
cool if you like it then why not yeah. um you mentioned about the pandemic there which I want to come back to but I've just realized that probably our listeners are want to know what you actually do so what do you specialize in in photography what kinds of things do you tend to work on so I work mostly commercially and doing product photography food drinks uh, some beauty so it's really my sets tend to be quite small, uh, shooting, uh, you know, beauty products or makeup. Um, so it's quite relaxed atmosphere and much smaller set and not as many people as if I were to um, do a fashion shoot or something like that. Okay, cool. So it kind of lends itself nice to a pandemic. It's as if you knew it was coming. Um, but <laughs> did you, although you work alone and that worked quite well were there any challenges that you faced with your career when the pandemic came along I mean if you work kind of freelance is that right yeah I think the challenging was um just getting work to be honest everything was really put on hold and you know in a space like two days I all the jobs that I was penciling or was going to have was then you know postponed indefinitely and and no one was really shooting. There's like some people that were shooting and, um, you know, I could I could shoot, but then getting products, like getting what we needed to make it happen was then quite difficult. And so the first two months um, I was just on my own in my, ha- in my flat. I decided that what I'm gonna be good at is not feeling bad about doing nothing. Because I think that's another thing when you're a freelancer, you always feel like there's something you can do. Like there's always some marketing, there's all, you know, a personal project, there's, you know, updating your website and all these things that we just feel like we have to do things all the time. And I felt bad for, you know, relaxing on a Wednesday afternoon or like, so that was what I decided to do. Like, I'm going to be really good at not feeling bad about not doing anything. And uh, that worked. <laughs> it makes it a lot more relaxed. Like I get a better balance in relaxing, which, you know, do benefit my creative brain. And it does benefit my work if I have a better balance and decide to like take a couple of hours and go climbing and then maybe work a bit later in the evening if that's the case. So yeah, I'm quite happy with that decision. Yeah, I think that's something that we've all kind of had to adapt to of having all this time to think and do stuff with and that feeling guilty that we need to be doing something all the time. But it was, yeah, in a way it was quite nice to just have that time to switch off, recharge. And like you said, especially when you're working in a creative industry to have that downtime to actually then improve your work. Yeah, and, you know, like creativity is not necessarily something that, it's thriving when you don't have your needs met as in you know you're not relaxed or you're not feeling good and and I think it's I think it's important to take that time and I think it's important to like push yourself a bit but I think it's you know even more important to actually take the time off and relax your brain and that's how creativity will come back you know it's different from for everyone but you know with social media and everything and which is great but it does put a certain pressure on 
wanting to produce and feeling that you have to produce constantly and over a long time it can be quite exhausting yeah absolutely that's really interesting to hear kind of how it, the pandemic affected you and like what you were doing um a slightly different question but did you so when you started photography and when you decided to go down that path that career path were there any expectations that you had of working as a photographer full-time and were any of those expectations challenged or were they true when you actually kind of started full-time work as a photographer Mm. I don't think I had so much expectation I didn't really know what I was going into and I'm from Norway and so I moved to London Uh, a year after I graduated because I got a full-time assisting job uh, for a field photographer and what really was like the shock was how long the days were like (laughs) it was really early till really late and it, it was a bit of a shock and with every you know with all the travel I was like, my days are like five hours longer than what I'm used to. And, you know, I was caught up for it. Like, it was fun and I and I enjoyed it. But that was, you know, it was quite stressful in the beginning. I didn't know anyone in London. I didn't know anything. And I was constantly lost. I just had this incredibly long job. And, you know, and I see that I have been really lucky because I did get paid quite well for being... For being an assistant when I'm seeing now that so many free internships and you know people work for free which is not necessarily a bad thing but you know people need to get paid you know and I think I consider myself quite lucky in a way that I got a quite livable wage from from doing that which I didn't know yeah. was much at the time but when I see in hindsight that that's not so common in fact yeah, and you touched on a really good point there. And I know that kind of journalists and things face the same problem. People from working class backgrounds who can't necessarily afford to do free internships. What would your advice be to those people who can't necessarily work for free or even go to school to study photography? I think I think it's really hard. I, I'm, I'm not sure that I think it really depends on who you get in contact with. I know that most of the people I know and that I've been assisting and that I know in the business is, you know, is paying and nothing really goes for free. But then, you know, you have like the fashion aspects, which I know is quite known for not being so particularly well paid. And I think it's just important to actually, even if you just get paid a little, to actually get paid, because as much as you're learning a lot being on set, I think there's a certain worth coming with that you actually also can make a living from it at the same time, because if not, then you're just doing it for, for fun. I think it's difficult when there's so many, there's so many people that want to do the same job and so many people are happily want to do things for free because they can. Um, but I think the responsibility lies within those who hire or take on you know, when I have assistants, like I pay all my assistants and sometimes depending on the job, it's not like super great, but I'll feel awful if I didn't pay someone to do a job, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think it's worthwhile 
even if you know you can't get access to paid work um to just how to use it as a passion project to maybe start a website or just just start doing it and start making contacts in industry oh yeah if you want to do it you know do it and I see the money thing always sort itself out you know I see a lot of people I've spoken to some people now like late 30s now that's like oh it's so cool that you're doing photography like I've always wanted to do music I always want to do this and I ended up something else and and often the money thing is like a worry and you know for good reason but if you want to do it then do it people want to help out those who want to help themselves if you want to learn and have a keen interest in it people are going to notice and they're going to take you on and they're going to help you yeah good advice um I want to ask you as well so like working in the creative industry sounds really fun um what are some like joys that you have of working and doing photography full-time and what are some challenges that you face Mm, I think the good bits is that the weeks are different that I get to work with different people although like I have you know a small group that I tend to work with on regular basis but I do really much enjoy that I get to be on set and I get to work, collaborate and work together with other like-minded people. And we get to, you know, spend a day creating something like just nice images and have a nice day doing something that we both like. And that my weeks are different from retouching to doing prep to shooting and just the occasional day off, you know? And I, I like that it has all these different aspects. And I think the bad thing is maybe that sometimes it can get a bit lonely. This particular year when, you know, it's been the slowest year that I've ever had, then, you know, you don't get to be on set that often. And so in, it gets a bit boring. That would, that would be the ones I would say is the bad thing. <laughs> but, you know, I think... Um, I think the good thing is like definitely weighing over and I think, you know, that's why I'm still doing it. I think that's why everyone else is still doing it as well. Yeah, cool. So I have one final question for you. Um, you mentioned earlier um, people who are creative, who maybe have hobbies like photography, painting, etc. How do you take that and make it into a career? What would your advice be for those people or anyone, recent graduate students, who are looking to start a career in the creative industry? Make things, like create things, get it out there, email people. And this is, you know, this is as much advice for myself and those who's been in the business for a long time. And to actually just continue creating and making and sending out emails and you know it's going to be really hard and it's like why don't I get reply to these emails and why don't people want to work with me but it's actually very often it's just timing just got to keep on creating and just make what makes you happy like don't create for other people because if you're creating for other people that's the jobs that you're going to get so just create for yourself and people like it that's great brilliant really nice advice to end on 
Thanks so much for joining me, Kat. Um, really, really great ideas. And I think our listeners are going to be really interested in what you had to say. So thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. You. Um, to all of our listeners, thank you for joining us. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media accounts, which will be linked on the episode. And we'll see you next time. Bye.